good morning and welcome to According to Courtney. I am Courtney West. And if you are a first time time joining us, welcome. And if you are a family member who's been here, it's so good to have you back. Here on According to Courtney, we come to gain some knowledge and to always fill your cup. Here we go over different subjects such as mental health, um, black maternal health, how to fill your cup, sex and everything in between. Today, I'm super excited to have this particular guest because today we're going to talk about something that we don't really talk about enough and that's how we deal with trauma and a lot of times we just sit in our own traumas but we have more not we haven't really learned how to release and reframe that trauma so I'm super excited to have the guest that we have today who is actually a professional on working on this so we're going to bring Coney into the space right now Hello. Hello. I am so happy to have you here. I'm so happy to be here and very honored. Uh, it is an honor and a pleasure to hold space with you. Absolutely. Guys, you guys have no idea. I love me some Queen Coney. This is my, my <laughs> boo. And we're going to go into all of why she's so amazing. But oh, I want to open up the space to you like I do with everyone else. Mm-hmm. I'd like to ask you three questions. One, what is your name and the origin of your name? Two, where Ooh. are you from and your people from? And okay. then three, what do you want to bring in the space today? I love that. So it's so interesting. I was just having a conversation about my name today with one of my sisters. Mm-hmm. Um, so my name is Emmanuel Coney Bagbeolala Lewis Jolly. And so my name, the first name, Emmanuel, I was named after my dad, but the meaning of that name is God is with us. Mm-hmm. And then Coney is my middle name. I was named after my great grandmother. And Coney Bagbeolala means strong woman. Um, and then the Lewis Jolly is just from my ancestral lineage, from both my maternal and paternal side put together from the culture um, in West Africa. And uh, so, so that's my name, that's my full name, but I go by Queen Coney. Yes. <laughs> um, all my day ones and my and my family members, um, they, they know me as Connie, and mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm get into that. I'm gonna get into that whole entire story because it fits right into the conversation, right? Perfect. Um, and so where I'm from, I was born and raised in New York, Manhattan, New York. I went to high school and college in Virginia, mm-hmm. um, and I've been in Florida for the last like eight, nine years. Um, but my family, my, my father's side of the family is from West Africa, Sierra Leone. Mm. And my mother um, and her side of the family is from Charleston, South Carolina. So my ancestors are indigenous and African. I love mm-hmm. it. I yes, love it. ma'am. And what I plan on bringing into the space today is um, activation. Mm-hmm. I plan on activating myself and others with all the tools and knowledge and um, some of the concepts that I'm going to be bringing to the table so that we can better process, release, and reframe our trauma and regulate our nervous systems and step into our true authentic selves. I love it. That's like just all the things that we all need in 2024 and in life Honey, in general. Yes. I'm so excited. So um, I will say like I wanted you to tell your story. How did you get into this work? Who, What made you become Queen Coney? Mm, that's a loaded question, Courtney. It I don't is. Really know that all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Give us um, a snip, a little snip of it. Let me see. Let me see. I love to go telling a good story. Um, so really, my journey, my journey started in 2013. Um, it started in the wellness industry as a wellness coach. And um, I started my personal development journey back then. Um, And so I would host fitness camps. I would host, um, you know, little wellness retreats and, you know, walks. And I was into that field Mm -hmm. in the beginning. Um, And as time went on, I found myself more into the direct support profession. So um, an advocate for the intellectual and the behavioral disabled. And then um, further along the line, um, working with the elderly with dementia and Alzheimer's, right? And so from that, uh, I started my business. I decided to go back to school in 2018 for massage therapy because mm-hmm. um, really because like, I'm like, okay, I need I need to make money. Like I need a career that's gonna pay me more. I, need, I want more time, my child. I want more freedom, things like that. Um, however, massage had been a gift of mine for over 20 years. I've always been gifted with my hands and um, I've always been known to have really strong, strong hands. And Facts. so- Big facts. <laughs> He's my therapist, so, so I'm telling you, big facts. Them hands is powerful. So, um, so you know, going back to school uh, to enhance my gift is how I is how I started my business, essentially my practice. And so, um, starting my business in 2018, and then moving into like the COVID mm-hmm. without knowing, um, that led me into my like spiritual awakening. So 2018 was my activation year. That was actually my spiritual awakening year. That's when like life was totally completely upside down 
um, like completely malnourished, like just, just like total chaos. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and at that, during that year, um, you know, my tire got tired and I was like, I can't take this no more. I can't, I can't take living like this no more. Something's got to give. And so then, um, I was presented people, places, things, books, YouTubes, you know, just so many different things coming into my awareness of like spirituality and energy and healing. And so I decided to embark on that journey for myself. And I invested in myself, went to school, um, got some personal development, learned about, you know, energy and, and spirituality. And and that was the journey. And so four years later, here I am, I'm in my practice right now. And mm -hmm. um, I've decided to pour into the community through healing the body, like reducing the pain in the body so that we can become more aware of what's contributing to the pain to begin with. And so on my journey, um, I've just enhanced my skills um, by getting different knowledge and awareness in different areas of healing, like hypnotherapy is one of them, integrated talk therapy is another one of them. And so I have learned to incorporate um, different holistic tools um, of divinity to assist in the work that I do. So if you come to my practice, it's not your usual practice. It is, it feels like home. We have you take your shoes off when you get here. Mm -hmm. um, we have an in-depth conversation to get to know each other so you can feel safe and you know allow yourself to be vulnerable. And then we get you on the table, but we incorporate breath work, stretching, we incorporate aromatherapy. Um, you know, we sage, we use incense. Like I said, we have crystals and colors and different things to activate um, energy clearing within your body. In your chakra system so that you can feel better you know and so mm -hmm. that's that's my story in a nutshell i've pivoted so much over the last six months um and you know what as a facilitator of healing i'm also healing right so mm -hmm. like uh, like i'm healing others while i'm healing myself simultaneously i think that's the best part about this journey is being able to facilitate breakthrough mm -hmm. um through my own personal experiences with the tools and the concepts and the frameworks that I share with my clients. That's beautiful. And I feel like that's really important because a lot of times we always ask who heals the healers. Right. And right. the tool set, you know, a lot of times <laughs> when you go into healing work or leadership work, mm -hmm. you're constantly bombarded with trauma on top of yeah. our own traumas that we may have carried from childhood and life yes. and things like that. So in your practice, how are you how do you see how trauma shows up in people? Mm, that's a great question. So trauma shows up in all of us through many different ways, but the way that I am most present to is the body. Mm -hmm. And so I'll share a fun fact. I, sh I love sharing this fact with everybody because it's just empowering. So whenever we are faced or exposed to trauma, whether it be macro or micro, what happens is the brain dissociates from the body so that we don't feel the pain of the trauma anymore, right? It's a survival mechanism that we all are programmed to do. Mm -hmm. However, in that period of dissociation or disconnection, a couple of things are happening. One, we are not able to repair and regenerate ourselves as... Um, as proficient as we were designed to, right? Mm -hmm. We're also not able to sustain um, a healthy immune system. So we're compromised. And then we in turn create more disease, more discomfort, more pain. And so when you have that um, exposed trauma and that information in your body and it's unprocessed, meaning like you don't have any awareness that the trauma exists in your body or you don't remember the trauma, right? You haven't acknowledged it. Um, and then you also have the emotions from that trauma, the feelings and the sensations that you actually went through um, during that time is also trapped in your body, right? Mm -hmm. um, so you have the unprocessed information, you have the emotions that are also stored in the body. And now those are contributing to the manifestation of pain, like chronic pain, chronic emotional and physical pain. So oftentimes, I mean, people come in, I can see, I can feel and see the trauma based off the words that are coming out of their mouth. Um, because oftentimes it's always in the story that we tell. And then I can see it in the body. Like I can literally see where the body is holding tension. Um, like it could be a raised shoulder or it could be like an imbalance of, you know, how you're holding your body. Um, and it just shows that, oh, there's an imbalance or there's tension or there's congestion, there's stress here. And oftentimes it's contributed to from, you know, trauma unprocessed information so true because a lot of people you'll see them and it's like oh i got this crick in my neck or my mm -hmm. back hurts all the time or my shoulders mm -hmm. are always tight or always having gi issues mm, is, a one, one. is a main one that you'll see in trauma i know in birth work a lot of times you'll deal with people who work in birth work who have more mm -hmm. issues <laughs> gynecological issues than most yep. 
because you're constantly taking on everyone else's trauma inside of your own body. Exactly. So say someone who's completely new to the game, they don't Mm -hmm. understand trauma, anything. What are some key things they should look at in themselves to be like, hey, your trauma's showing. And to know (laughs) what to look for. Because people just think, oh, my back hurts and my shoulders hurt and things are like that because I'm tired. But they're constantly tired. Right, exactly. Um, I would say, so so the month of January for me is all about the art of processing, right? Mm. Processing is all about becoming aware of how your body is feeling, becoming aware of your thought patterns, becoming aware of, you know, your your triggers, right? Um, But then it's also acknowledging your behavior and your contribution, your participation in the story that you're telling, right? Like if you're in constant pain, um, what are you doing to contribute to that pain or what aren't you doing? to contribute to the pain because oftentimes your behavior is being fueled by the deeper core rooted belief systems and your thoughts right and then observing like just taking um an observation or an aerial view of everything that's happening without judgment right without criticizing it just like stating the facts and then making choices to move in a way that is going to support a regulated nervous system or support reducing your pain so those four attributes right there to me is like that is the bulk of processing. So anyone that's new to the game and that's like in constant pain, is like, oh, I don't have trauma or don't even know that trauma exists. I would say that, you know, like, have you, when's the last time you were triggered? Like, when's the last time your nerves were sparked, right? Like, when's the last time you felt offended? I would ask those type of questions because that is how you know, like, that's that's trauma. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's trauma contributing to that. Um, and oftentimes, the most beautiful part about, like, talk therapy is that the subconscious and the unconscious parts of yourself will literally give the tea. You won't even be aware of what you're saying, but you will tell it, you you will get it out in the story. And then usually I would just reiterate what I'm hearing like Mm -hmm. verbatim out of their mouth. And then them hearing what they're saying, what they're saying will kind of click like, Oh wow. Like I never heard it that way because you can't see past what you're in. You know, it's like you're wearing the glasses, but you're looking through the frames. You're looking through the frame of your, pain and so you Mm -hmm. don't see the frames on your face you don't see all the other contributing factors um to the story oftentimes because you're in the midst of it that makes that's so powerful because Mm -hmm. a lot of people want to talk about we talk about especially in american society what healing is and Mm -hmm. a lot of people think healing is okay i'm gonna take this pill or i'm gonna drink this juice Mm. or i'm gonna work out only or i'm gonna take this tummy flattening blah 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 yeah that's not really what the healing is the core of the healing a lot of times is internal yeah but a lot of people get so caught up they don't know how to do it because they haven't gotten a lot of times the right tools Uh, i think that a lot of times how we take in trauma has a lot to do with how we were raised Yes. And what was done around us and also understanding trauma can be generational. Yes, it definitely is. I'm glad that you said that. So when we talk about trapped emotions, right, which I mean, that's like energy, energy is um, emotion is like energy and motion. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's essentially the same thing. And em- energy cannot be destroyed um, or, you know, it just doesn't die. Right. It just continues. And so when you are exposed to trauma, um, the, you the emotions are going to be there. You know what I mean? And so um, when you feel these emotions over and over again, like you, it's like, where do these emotions come from? We think that it's the cat, we think that it's the person right in front of us or the thing right in front of us. But really whole time, these emotions have been in our bodies for decades and even like generations. So I always like to say people like, when it comes to trapped emotions in your body, right? The emotions that were um, stored in your body from the exposure of trauma, they're created one of three ways, sometimes all three. They're either, um, absorbed from your environment, like people and stimuli from your environment, or they're created from within, like you create the emotion from within, or they're passed down generationally. And mm-hmm. so, you know, think about our ancestors who never had the opportunity to heal their womb and the trauma that they experienced, you know, because their lives were caught up short. What do we think happens to that energy? That energy gets mm-hmm. passed down through our DNA. And so our babies are now born automatically, I mean, born with automatic negative thought patterns. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That Absolutely. in the womb. So, yeah, and, that's my take on it. And, but it's so powerful. And it's true. Because a lot mm-hmm. of times in birth work, what I see with parents and mothers, especially I love to be able to get grandmothers and soon-to-be mothers in the same room. Mm. And what, you unfortunately, a lot of times you hear is negative. Mm. And the trauma 
response and then a lot of times i have to go to the the grandmother's like why is your response this what was your birth like and they'll wow. tell you how traumatic it was and how this and how this <clears throat> and then i have to ask them then do you want that for your daughter wow or for the birthing person they're like well no well if you don't want that for her or them right. why are you putting out nothing but trauma it's like mm. i just want her to be safe right i don't want her to hurt the way i did i said but understand by putting that into motion, you're already perpetuating the yeah. trauma to come because now in her head is, well, if this happened to my mother, my grandmother, everything else, then this has to happen to me. Wow. And it's about reframing and rethinking about that. And a lot mm -hmm. of times it ends up being healing for both parties. It's like, so wow, yeah. I've never had anyone tell, talk to me about that because I feel like as yeah. a culture, <clears throat> we are not allowed to process our traumas. And I feel like mm -hmm. this gener our generation and the generation of our children are the first ones saying like, ah, no, we're going to process it. <laughs> we're going to process this and have kind of come out of our shell because I think is that because we've had more social awareness yes. because of social media and because of other things, our world has opened up that, mm -hmm. hey, guess what? Everybody don't live like this. Right. It's so true. It's so true. I agree. I feel like um, with like with your practice, I, I'm going to go a little backwards on how mm -hmm. we got connected. You had yes. reached out to me um, from doing community work, and we had like the longest, best like two hour we conversation did. just over the phone. I was just like, we Oh did. my god, who is this yeah. person? <laughs> and just on the vibe of just energies mm -hmm. of about healing and what releasing it is. And yes. you asked me a question that stuck out to me. She's like, well, you do all of this stuff in the community. You do community events. You take care of people. But who takes care of you? Mm. And I kind of was, was like, what? <laughs> Say that again? Are you like, no, well, who takes care of you? So I take care of myself. She's like, hmm. And how's that working for you? And I'm like, did you just, I don't even know you like that. And after that, I was like, you know what? Now I need to come see you because I was like. Oh my God, that's funny. But I it's loved so it because it was so true because I run it. Most times when you're yeah. doing this work, you just go and go and throw. And she's like, okay. Yeah. And I remember when we saw each other, you're like, okay, you're doing all this. So how do you process your trauma? I'm like, I don't think these are first date conversations. I thought was coming for a massage. And then I was like, um, you know. Um. Oh my God, this is so funny. But it made me go back Mm -hmm. and really think about well how are you processing trauma right. how are you moving through things and i had to look at myself it's like mm -hmm. i don't mm -hmm. i yeah, i will real. hold it <clears throat> i'll disassociate from it mm -hmm. or i'll try to pull i had to change my reframing and had to reframe it's like okay how do i take this trauma and this pain reframe right. it mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. say what is this really teaching me mm, yeah and I feel like it took someone to say the, and it wasn't a, it wasn't a call out per se, but it was a real question. It's like, okay, mm -hmm. so you do all of these wonderful things, mm -hmm. but what do you do for yourself? And what do you do consistently for yourself? Yeah. And that's I feel important. like in pain and stuff and trauma, I don't think we <clears throat> consistently, I think that's a problem overall. People are consistent on dealing with their trauma mm -hmm. because it hurts. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we can go into a whole other hour, three hour conversation on that. You know, we're not, we're not going to touch on the fact that we're addicted to cortisol, right? We're addicted to the pain. It's a drug. Pain is a drug. And we all have very high tolerances of pain because Speak of the decades of like programming and conditioning, right? Like we were born into this reality and through pain, right? And mm -hmm. so, you know, on this journey um, of healing, like we have to recognize that, you know, we've been dealing with the pain far longer than we've been living without it. And mm -hmm. so like, we're going to find ourselves like itching and going back to it because it is an addiction. Like we're so used to feeling the pain um, and being in certain situations that perpetuate anxiety and depression. Like it's a coping mechanism almost, you know what I mean? Like it is. Yeah. It so, really is. so me asking you that question. So my intention of reaching out to you and other facilitators was to let you know that you have support, right? Because I discovered that like, I may not be the one to serve the, you know, marginalized communities. Like I thought I was, um, but I am here to serve the leaders, the, those who are pouring into those communities, you know, because who's pouring into us? Mm -hmm. Like, just because we're, we're like the wounded healer, right? Like we were gifted, yes. we were called to leadership. And so we don't need a full cup to facilitate breakthrough. 
However, mm-hmm. facilitating breakthrough with a fuller cup gives us more power and authority. You know what I mean? Like we Absolutely. set the example for the person that we're healing to say, hey, like I have strong boundaries. You know, this is self-worth. This is love. This is an act of love for mm-hmm. myself and most importantly for God, for infinite source. Like I'm a child of God. So mm-hmm. how I treat myself is a direct reflection how I treat God to me. That's how Absolutely. I feel about myself, right? So like I greet myself I call myself Queen Coney because that's me acknowledging my self-worth. I am royalty and I had to work on that, right? Like I had to increase my self-love because for many years, I didn't love myself. For many years, I didn't accept myself, right? And so Mm -hmm. I'll go into the story of my name. This is like a beautiful like invitation. So, um, you know, my name is pronounced Coney. Mm-hmm. However, um, my sister, um, I, don't, I don't know which sister it was, but my older sister was like, you know, she didn't like the pronunciation of my name. And so she started calling me Connie. And so like all my life, I grew up with like half my family calling me Connie and then half of them calling me Coney, right? But I mm-hmm. became ashamed because she, because of her projection of my name, mm-hmm. I took on that projection and didn't like my name either, right? Without mm-hmm. even knowing like the impact that my name hold held. held. And so, you know, I got made fun of in school, you know what I'm saying? Like I positioned myself to feel rejection, to feel, you know, all the lower vibrations that came with that. And so I I was like, oh, Connie is Connie. My name is Connie. I shied away from it until 2019, I met Jade, my partner in love. And, you know, we're getting to know each other. So of course I'm letting her know what my name is, right? She knows that in school they're calling me Connie, but Uh she's like, you know, what's your name? Like, and I'm like, it's, my name is, is Coney. It's really pronounced Coney. And I told her the same story. And she was like, I like Coney. I actually love Coney better. And I'm going to call you Coney. I'm not calling you Connie because Coney is your name. You know, your name, that's your grandmother's name. Like, and it, she really like activated me in that moment. I'm like, wow. Like I didn't realize how much I didn't love myself in that moment because I was so ashamed of my name because of what somebody else felt about it. And so that was the moment that I became Queen Coney because I'm like, I'm gonna honor myself. I'm gonna honor my great grandmother who gifted me this power. You know what I mean? And yeah. so and so um yeah I don't I kinda like lost my track but <laughs> No 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 you so you went so exactly long. where it needed to go because yeah. that's really powerful because I feel I wanna know in your practice dealing with uh, black and brown people especially how do you see them show up a lot of times when you reach your door? So a lot of the black and brown community don't show up, right? Mm-hmm. That's number one. Number two, when they do show up, they show up apprehensive. They show up mm-hmm. with judgment. And as soon as they come in, um, they the judgment you could you could see it like, oh wow, like I can't like they just the judgment disappears and mm-hmm. you know, and they they you you could see it. Like you could feel you could feel the apprehension of like damn, like, I shouldn't have, like, I shouldn't have said that, or I I shouldn't have thought that, or like, damn, I was wrong. Like, you know what I mean? Because they come in and they immediately feel release. You know, they they feel releases. Like they're immediately crying or they're vulnerable. They're telling their story, right? And they're, they're hearing, they're getting fed. You know what I mean? So it's a, it's a bittersweet experience dealing with the black and brown community because I'm a black woman. So I'm like, I'm here for y'all. Like I'm, I'm your sister. You know what I'm saying? But you rather trust a white person or white man before you trust your own sister, right? Because of the trauma that we've been exposed to as a community, as a collective. So and that's what here, I want to hit on. Yep. Yeah. It's-, they, it's a beautiful, it's a bittersweet, but it, like the ending of it is always so beautiful because they come and they experience something that they never could have imagined experiencing from a black woman in this field. I love it. So we're going to take a, we're going to put a pin in that right now because I want to come back to that because I feel like that's so powerful and important because mm-hmm. we always go when it comes to trauma into healing, we never want to yes. go toward ourselves and our own people yeah. to heal, but don't understand that comes from historical trauma yeah. of being, you know, the healers mm-hmm. in our community being destroyed, being discredited, being put as completely they're mm-hmm. witches they're this they're that and if mm-hmm. it's not in a mainstream you know colonial thought process it has yeah. to be wrong yeah or they could be feeding the same information but if it's a person who doesn't look like you yeah you're willing yeah. to take it so yeah. it's conditioning it is conditioning it's it's so conditioning uh we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna go all through it but we're gonna talk about how we're gonna fix it afterwards but we're that gonna part. take a little break here for and Troy's gonna come in with us all righty uh great topics we are going to talk about 
our blast artist. This blast artist, her name is Court. Wow. Let me try that again. <laughs> That's not, I'm like, it's not me singing. It ain't me. I was, like, okay, I was like, no, 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 no. I got a lot of talents, baby. That ain't it. That ain't me. My bad. <laughs> this blast artist is Kelsey, Kelsey Martinez, and this is okay. called Let Me Love You. Let's check it out. Kelsey Montanez with Let Me Love You. And if you are an independent artist or a spoken word poet or an upcoming comedian looking for some exposure, you can go to BlastMusic247.com and register for free. But Blast is also looking for the fans. So if you're a fan of great music, you can go to BlastMusic247.com, register to the unlimited fan registration, and you'll have access to voting. Most of all, our blast playlist where you can collect all the music from the artists and listen to it at one spot. So again, that's blastmusic247.com, changing the industry one artist at a time. All right, ladies, back to you. Thank you. That was good. I may have to apply. Listen, I do poetry. It's so much fun. I absolutely love being part of the Blast family and we have such a great array of all types of people. Mm. And I can honestly say um, part of my trauma healing was starting mm. this podcast. 
It really was. I wanted to, um, and it was funny. We were going to give, like, I love giving flowers. So most of my Mm -hmm. guests always give them their flowers. So it's time to get yours. Mm -hmm. So uh, one of the reasons I started this podcast was doing the work with working with you. And so you were my, I tell people you were my untherapist because, (laughs) and I say that because, you know, traditional therapy is a beautiful thing and it's very helpful for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times when you work in the work in this industry and you work in the community, it's not a safe space mm-hmm. to always be around the other therapists because then it changes the, the dynamic that you're seeing. And ah. so for me, having an untherapist that <laughs> I can get physical work for along with talk therapy and everything else was a better fit for me. And me doing that work made me really sit down when um, I was asked about doing a podcast. I didn't really sit at myself because my first reaction to it was like, who would want to listen to me? I don't Mm. have, no one's going to hear what I have to say. I'm not important enough to share what I think on these types of platforms, but I had to really recondition myself of like, that's a trauma response. Mm -hmm. And it took a very amazing therapist that I knew and then working in sessions, things like... You might need to really like look at that. So I, you know, give you the flowers and give the things that one of the process of being here right now, having this platform and sharing this platform for other people was to heal. It was taking my own trauma Mm -hmm. and refocusing it into something beautiful. That's so beautiful, Courtney. That is so beautiful. Happy that you showed up in that light. I'm happy you show up in yours. And I feel like we've talked about, you know, we we got into it a lot of times that I know as black and brown people, they don't, we want to heal, but are so uncomfortable with that healing really looks like. And where it's supposed to show up from. A lot of people feel like if if the person doesn't have a white coat, what they Mm -hmm. say doesn't matter. And, you know, there has to be a balance of and I, I dealt with that when I first started as a doula and mm-hmm. dealing with trauma and people like you know black and brown people are dying three to four times the rate I don't want to die right that's the answer I get to many of things so why are you want to do it I don't want to die mm. I don't want to be even more traumatized and I'm like whoa 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 that's right. let's reframe all of that how about let's start about how you want to live oh I love that and how do you want to bring your child into this world do you want to be brought into terror and trauma or you want to be lo- brought into love and acceptance because this is the most important moment of your life wow. in this child's life. You're setting the tone and you're mm-hmm. palpating their lives by how they're brought yeah. into it. Yeah. And so it's about that reframing. And um, I would love to hear, because I know you have, you're so great about having people look at their trauma, but then reframing mm-hmm. that and refocusing that trauma. Yeah, that's so, that is so beautiful. Um, so I used to I used to identify myself as a non-traditional therapist, right? Because I'm not in a traditional setting yet. I am doing therapy. Like let's let's face it. Like you're making breakthroughs with me, um, the same breakthroughs that you would make in a traditional setting, right? But then I start to realize like well, I'm not non-traditional because everything that I do is of my tradition, like my ancestors, you know, right. so it's traditional. So I dropped that whole thing. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just, I don't need, I don't need no titles. Like I'm Queen Coney and I'm an intuitive self-help guide. I help lead you back to your own power and your own higher self, you know? Mm-hmm. And so when it comes to like, when we talk about reframing your trauma, I think the most important thing to know is like um, vulnerability is key. Mm-hmm. Like vulner- feeling safe, allowing yourself to feel safe, to um, look at the darker side, like to really mm-hmm. like go back to the things that you've been suppressing is really, that's the key to reframing your trauma. Like if you don't know something exists, then there can't be any change. And so um, when we talk about reframing, um, as you just did in hypnotherapy, we focus on life without the problem. So instead of focusing on like, do you wanna, you know, bring, you know, do you wanna experience trauma or like, do you wanna experience love and acceptance? Like mm-hmm. that's the focus, right? It's just like reframing it because there are more options you know there's more options to the to to the story that we're telling mm-hmm. you know and people don't know that at first because you're in it you know you're just in it and so it helps to um it helps to be given that perspective or many perspectives that hey you can think about it this way like you can shift your perspective and look at it from this angle you know and from there that's when the the breakthrough comes because people are giving themselves more options when you are reframing your trauma that's so beautiful and so true. So if you have a person who is new to the game, they know that they're feeling lots of pain, physical things like that, and they recognize that they have trauma, mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. but they're not sure how to tap into it. What are some key ways that you would say, just even a list, a list of how do I even realize what my trauma is so I know what to reframe? Mm, I love that. So um, I always give people this tool. It's called the Four Pillars of Alchemy, AAOC. And it's the system that I that I um, briefly spoke about earlier. So you just become aware of what you're feeling in your body, right? Like, just like become aware of the fact that you feel some type of way. Like, you feel a way. It's okay. Just admit it, you know? And then acknowledge your participation. What, what led you to feeling some type of way? Did you answer that phone call? You know, was a boundary crossed, you know? Like, did you not take care of yourself, nourish yourself? Did you not eat? Or, you know, are you not getting enough sleep? Like, acknowledge your participation. And then you are going to observe all the contributing factors. Like, just state all of what's going on without criticism. Like, it's okay if somebody hurt your feelings. Um, just just state the fact that they hurt your feelings, whatever. And then you, after you have all the information, you are now going to... Um, choose how you want to move forward right like you're going to be able to see so much more options after you take yourself with that process and then you'll choose um something that you could implement immediately like it has to be practical it has to be um very simple something that is in alignment with how you want to feel um or something that's going to support a regulated nervous system um and then you just you do it immediately mm-hmm. what is like that sounds beautiful. And that's so true. What is something little, someone starting on their journey of like, okay, I want to work on myself every day. Mm-hmm. What is something little that you could just start mm-hmm. with? I love that. Um, so I, w- I recommend to everybody, like as soon as you open your eyes in the morning, you should be giving honor for yourself. Like mm-hmm. pour into yourself in the way that you pour into others. So before you pour into somebody else, like your children, your husband, the emails, your phone, whatever, pouring to yourself first that could look like opening your eyes and thinking you don't even need words you can think infinite source i thank you for me thank you for allowing me to wake up in a fully functional body and in my right mind thank you for the strength thank you for the chance to be better than i was yesterday that something as simple as that is going to change your life tremendously even in the moments of dysregulation where you're like you really don't feel it right i've been moving through that the last week but those words and that intention alone will allow you to get up out of bed even if it's just getting up out of bed and not holding and not judging yourself. If you can't take a shower today, that's okay. Don't take a shower today. If today you're not okay, it's okay. Be, be, don't be okay today. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Allow yourself to feel how you feel, but also know that you have an option to move forward when you're ready. And I think having mm-hmm. that is very powerful for me personally. So I tell that to my, I tell that to anybody. What you just said was so powerful because what I took and heard from that is like, it's okay to forgive yourself. It's okay to give yourself grace. Yes. It's okay not to be okay, mm-hmm. but that you can move through it in yeah. your time, but to give yourself that space to feel it. And I feel yeah. like that's how we're not perpetuating the trauma is, exactly. ooh, this hurt my feelings. Ooh, this really hurt me. Let me explore it. Let me look at it. Let me gauge yeah. it. Is it that it hurt my feelings because it's someone I care for? Is it that I hurt my feelings because yes. I ain't eat nothing today and now I'm seeing it and I feel some kind of way? What yes. is it? And then be able to release it, mm-hmm. move through it, and then reframe it. Yeah. Yeah. Now, what I will say is that when it comes to like processing, releasing, and reframing, you can't do it by yourself. Mm-hmm. That's another thing. I, we have this independence, right? Like we're going to do it yes. alone. We're going to suffer alone. We're going to do everything alone. And that's mm-hmm. just like not the truth. Like you need tools. You need mm-hmm. community. You need natural resources yes. to assist your body in processing the trauma, releasing the emotions from it, and then reframing it. Those are three different aspects. And then there's the embodiment, right? So I want to touch on this really quickly. So for anybody that's new to the journey or if you're already on the journey, it's good to just know this information. You can process information all day long. You can process information all day long, but guess what? The emotions from that processed information are still in your body. You need tools, techniques, you need assistance to get that out of your body. And it's a variety of ways that you can release emotions, right? You can cry, you can laugh, you can jump, you can tap, you can scream, you can punch, yell. I mean, there's so many different things. You can breathe. There's so many things, but you can process information all day long. You still have the emotions. Now you can release the emotions out of your body, but guess what? Now you have to reframe the the negative thought patterns. So although you've processed a lot of information and although you have released a lot of emotions, you still have been living in an identity that has Mm -hmm. been living in the trauma for decades. So just because your body's regulated doesn't necessarily mean that your behaviors have changed all the way because you still have same cycles going on, same limiting beliefs deep rooted, right? And so 
um, when it comes to the reframing, yeah, you may be able to reframe the information now, reframe your thought patterns, but now there's the embodiment of who God created you to be. Who, who, who are you now that you don't have this pain, right? And that's a whole nother journey of self-discovery because now you have to discover the characteristics of who you are healed and you have to embody those healthy habits. Meaning if you're not doing this habit no more that was sabotaging you, then what are you doing? right if you're not scrolling Ooh. mindlessly this is my personal experience if you're not scrolling mindlessly because you're dissociating then what are you doing mm -hmm. i'm reading more books i'm learning two languages right like i'm literally spending more time with my daughter like i'm taking up space in other areas that i've always desired to take up space but my my um my old patterns and behaviors didn't allow me to because mm -hmm. it was just habitual Right. And so the embodiment aspect is a whole nother journey of discovery because you don't know who you are. None of us do. We're mm -hmm. literally coming out of programming and conditioning. We're finding out who we are without all of the, um, you know, societal projections on us, you know. Oh, oh, you just said so much there. I, I love it. You <laughs> did. But it's so fitting and it's so true. It's like you can't. I feel like also that is a, such a american construct of every we're on these yeah. islands by ourselves you're not to be with people in community which which is really not where we're from we're you not need from people we need community you need to have someone to heal and touch and feel so that yeah. you can feel full feel whole and exactly. you know i feel like we don't get enough of that we don't we don't we don't hug each other enough we don't hug, hug each other long enough we supposed to hug each other for 12 seconds i know I was no. blown away when I read that. It's like, uh, you're supposed to hold someone for 12 seconds and debrief with them. And if you're with, intimate with your partner, you're supposed to kiss them for 30 seconds. It's like, that's a long ass. It's a long time. That's a long time. time. Like, why well, I got to, I got to suck your face this long? But I had to learn what it was, was the breathing and to looking at someone. Because how it was put to me, because I, I read this book, it was on mm -hmm. burnout. And it was like, when you're mm -hmm. holding your partner that close, you're only going to be that close with someone that you truly love and mm -hmm. feel safe with. Yeah. And so take that time to breathe them in, to let them hold you and to kiss you for 30 seconds. And so oh, I know wow. even with my own partner, he said something to me about it. It's like, wow, you hold me so much longer. Mm. You kiss me so much longer. I really like that. Yeah. I was like, because so because it's a reconnecting, it's a healing it is. piece of it and a safety piece of it. And I, you know, it's just, yeah. it's learning. We don't know. Yeah, I didn't know. know that. Right. I hadn't seen that. I wasn't raised with that. My, exactly. my, my family, like we hugged and we kissed and we held, but our grandmother did that. My right. grandmother was a holder and kisser. But, mm -hmm. but she did that because she, it was learning because she never touched or held her children or kissed them or told them she loved them. Oh, wow. She didn't do that until she, she had grandchildren. Wow. And I asked her about it. I said, why don't you? I said, mommy, why do you always tell me you love me, but I don't see you say it to, every, to everyone else? She's like, mm -hmm. well, when I was raised, my parents never told me they loved me. They showed me they loved me. I said, wow. what, what did that look like? She's like, hard work. Mm -hmm. There's food on the table. You had clean yeah. clothes. I so they sew my clothes. They do my that's hair. So real. I said, but that's not. I said, but mommy, that's what you're supposed to do. Mm. You're supposed to. I'm your child. You're supposed to do my hair. You're supposed to feed me. You're supposed to wow. do those things. I said, but to love someone mm -hmm. is to hold someone. Yeah. And um, I learned as a young kid. She said, so do you tell me you want me to hold you more? I'm like, yes, <laughs> yes. I want you to hold me more. And then I remember being very little with the rest of us, like oh. my younger grandkids, they don't know not being held right. by her. That was very the norm. And even with yeah. my mother and stuff, with my nephews and stuff, we just came from a family trip. Big old 34 year old nephew is laid up in my mom's, crossed her lap in her bed, uh -huh. being held. Yeah. And why That's is so that beautiful. so important? yeah so. it's very important i love that even with our children right like i hold my baby and kiss her all the time all every day every chance i get we're hugging and swaying hugging mm -hmm. and swaying and i'm kissing them cheeks because that's just it's healing like we need it and jade and i do the same you know we're embraced we embrace each other even my like when i see my sisters we're hugging like we're hugging for a long time we're not like just like church hugging and like dipping out you know like right. we, we holding each other you know so it's true I love that. I, I can definitely see with all three of my kids with my daughters because they're with me always mm -hmm. like my 15 year old hugs, kisses me every exactly. show before in between my little so ones cute. like 
She's like, I need to cuddle right now. I need to recharge. I need a cuddle. I said, you need a cuddle recharge? She's like, yes. It's too much, especially when she's just overwhelmed. Yeah. She's like, it's too much. I need to be cuddled. Someone hold me. It's a lot. She knows. She knows the vibes. She's going to get and right up, up under mama. I love it. And I feel like that's what we're teaching our children. So when yeah. they're feeling something and the traumas are coming or things are like that, it's like we are impl- implementing into them the tools that mm-hmm. it's okay. It's okay. We're here for you. Yes. And we're going to run through it together. And, you Absolutely. know, that's how, that's how we make change. Um, yeah. I, I'm so happy you were here with us today. I want everyone Likewise. to know how, if they're loving the vibe, they're like, oh my God, Queen Coney's everything. I need <laughs> this in my life. How do people find you? Um, on IG, Queen underscore Coney LJH. You will find me. You will find all of my links, all of my offerings. Um, my page is a representation of my life's experience. And so um, you'll see a bunch of quotes on there that come from my diaries and my my experiences on the journey of healing. And so um, I'm stepping into my authentic self and just sharing more of my words because that's my gift is facilitating breakthrough through via storytelling. Um, I think sharing my personal experiences is what gives me the authority, right? Because people can relate. And when people can relate, they can feel vulnerable. And when they can feel vulnerable, now you're open to receiving the healing. You're open to receiving all of the information and the stimuli that's going to support you being regulated, right? And I always tell people like, you know, pain is um, inevitable. Mm-hmm. When you bring up these traumas, they are going to hurt. You can expect to feel discomfort. However, the only way to release the pain is to feel it first. And pain is temporary. Yes. But the healing can be forever. Yes, the healing is forever. It definitely mm-hmm. is. And it, it's it's not easy at first, but it does get easier over time. Because you mm-hmm. become more regulated. And the goal is not to be... The goal is to be able to manipulate your own energy in the midst of dysregulation, in the midst of anxiety, in the midst of dis- depression and all these things. That is forever. This world is not exempt from that, right? This mm-hmm. reality. However, we do have the power. Um, we have the power to regulate ourselves in the midst of it and to be able to move through it quickly or quicker. I love that. I love that. And I, yeah. I love that you just are out here being vulnerable and that's that takes a lot to be able to heal people with your own vulnerability because everybody can't do that yeah it's you know and it's a, it's a practice for me every single day it's a practice um it's not easy um i'm learning just like everybody else is learning you know um and i'm committed too like when you commit to your your well-being and your growth it's it changes the game like it really changes the game like you set intentions it, it just it's different it is you you walking in different paths here and i'm excited to see your growth and the growth that you're giving to so many people with your practice and just your spirit and your family overall you you come when you come you come in hard and i and i love it (laughs) but like but with the most sweetest way possible it's like yeah you came all at me but it's always with love it's always with (laughs) compassion it's always with vulnerability yes it's the sweetness it's the sweetness and it's just the the knowing that you know what? It's okay. Everybody's got mm-hmm. trauma, but it's okay because we're going to hold okay. hands through it. And I'm going to yes. love you through it. And I feel like that's what makes you so special and makes, mm-hmm. you know, for viewers and other people who've never dealt with your trauma, this is how it starts. Love yourself mm-hmm. enough to be like, you deserve oh, this. Yeah. You deserve this. You deserve, deserve to be it. happy. You deserve you not to be full of pain. And exactly. if you are, call up Queen Coney, honey, especially if you're in the Tampa Bay area, stop playing. Listen. <laughs> especially if you're a right facilitator there. of healing, too. Like, if you're a healer, we're, we've all been conditioned, right? We're wounded healers. But if you're a healer, like, I'm here for you. Like, this mm-hmm. is the place that you can come and de-stress. You can, you know, you can process. You can release. You can let it go. You can get your cup filled. And then you can continue to be of service for your... Matter of fact, you're a better, you're a better person for your clients, by taking care of yourself like in that way you know what i mean like we're better mothers we're better sisters we're better everything absolutely we're better partners i feel like Mm -hmm. hey healers leaders therapists you're out here doing the work go get your cup filled go have someone else give you your flowers so i love that you know go go look you up some queen coney it will like (laughs) just make things so much better for you and again, I so enjoyed having you in the space. I would love to have you again. I would love to have Absolutely. you. Love to have your partner, Jade, because, you know, I love me some Jade. Y'all don't yes. understand. Jade is the... Coney's is amazing. She's the truth in the booth. Yes, y'all are just together, just 
so special. You're so special. And thank I would love to you. have you guys again. And absolutely. Always holding space. And thank you for holding space here with us and holding yes. space overall. Um, I know you are super busy today and doing <laughs> all the work. So, you know, we're going to cut it a little short today. Not forever for just this time. But again, mm -hmm. you always are welcome on According to Courtney. Oh, it's such an honor. Thank you for having me. I love you so much. You already know how I feel about you. And we shall do this again. Absolutely. Not goodbye and just until another time. Okay. Love and that. so for my viewers, know that you are loved. You are special and you are amazing. Remember to fill your cup because if you're not filling your cup, who else is going to fill it? And if you mm -hmm. need help, come every Saturday at 10 a.m. and know that I'm here to help you fill your cup. So Yay. thank you. Until next time, you guys take care, okay? Peace. Bye, you guys. Bye.